Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. A real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we are working on your financial freedom. Now, if you're a regular listener on this program, then you won't be familiar with my name or voice. This is my very first weekend to host the show. And uh, let me tell you, I am super excited to be here. For me, this represents that I have come full circle because the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, that's that's real estate investing some seven or eight years ago. You know, back then, we always seemed to catch the program out when we were out and about on, on the weekends. And uh, at the time, we had just a little bit of capital set aside. It was, of course, languishing uh, in a bank account at something like uh, 0.000 nothing interest, right? I, I made more picking up the occasional penny in the parking lot here and there, but Anyhow, at the time, this this was back in 2011, you know, the stock market as well did not really inspire any confidence with us, so we certainly didn't want to park our funds there. And I will tell you, even nowadays, the stock market doesn't exactly uh, inspire confidence with me, uh, but that's a that's a conversation for, for another day. Um, so, you know, at the time, this real estate thing, it, it really seemed interesting. So we, we went and we wanted to inform ourselves. We checked out the free workshop because, after all, it's, it is free, uh, nothing to lose there. And... You know, what what we learned that day was very, very compelling. So we we jumped in. We jumped in with both feet, joined Lifestyles, got educated, gained confidence, and uh, bought a couple houses. We, we hit the ground running. Fast forward seven years later, here, here I sit, like I said, coming full circle. And look, this is why I am excited to be here with you today. I, I have experienced firsthand the freedom that comes with buying and owning income properties, and, and I want to share that experience with you. And we'll talk in, in just a second about why real estate is such a powerful tool to build your, your financial freedom, to create passive income, and to build wealth. But before we get to that, I have to remember something that, that Ben Franklin said um, when he quipped that nothing is certain except death and taxes. And I'm, I'm looking out my window right now. It's a beautiful day. Neighbor's walking her dog. Um, so I don't particularly want to dive into death. We'll save that for a later time. It's a little too gloomy for me today. But let's talk about taxes. We, we are squarely in the middle of two tax events, uh, the first of which we all survived a few weeks ago, I hope, April 15th, right? I hope it wasn't too traumatic for you. Tax day, I hope you got your taxes filed, paid on time, or maybe, maybe you got a refund if you were lucky. Um, but how stressful was that whole process this past year or this year? Well, what we want to do is make it a little bit sweeter for you next year. I'm going to tell you how real estate can help you when it comes time to deal with the tax man, how you can pay low or even no taxes on your income from real estate. And we're going to talk about that 
And, and I'll tell you, for me, the good news is, as it does every year, real estate helped me reduce my tax liability and, and even get a little bit of cash back. So low to no taxes. That's just one of the ways that real estate can help make you money. And, and we're going to talk about five. That's a lot of levers to pull. But let's talk about that other tax event, since this one is bearing down on us now. And, and, and I have to ask a, a, a very painful question. If you're a homeowner or, or maybe you've got some rental property already, have you gotten your letter from the county appraisal district yet? Uh, you should have by now. And, and, and when you open that letter, did your jaw just hit the ground? I'll tell you what mine did multiple times. <laughs> Holy smokes, let me tell you. We, we've got holdings around DFW in Dallas, Denton, and Tarrant counties, and I've talked to a few other folks in some of the other counties, and uh, across the board, the, the appraisal offices seem to just be off their rocker. Uh, you know, in our case, most of our rentals jumped 20 to 30 uh, percent. A couple popped up even more, and, and they maxed out my personal home as well. And it, it's just crazy um, and, and, and unacceptable. But the good news is, there is a solution. There is a way to fight back. Look, you don't you don't have to take this lying down. Uh, you can protest the value that the appraisal district has given your property. You can offer, argue for a lower value and, and, in effect, reduce your taxes. You can win. But listen up. The clock is ticking, and you need to get started. The deadline to file your protest is May 15th. So we're not uh, we're under two weeks out for that deadline. So a little later in the show, I'm going to talk about that process and give you some tips to help you uh, when you go into battle with the district. So so stay tuned. But now let's shift gears back. And um, I do want to tell you, because real estate investing can be so lucrative, it, it's a great way to help you retire far earlier than you may have thought you could. You know, when done right, if you start buying rental real estate, you can retire in five years or less. And, and I see it happen at Lifestyles all the time. Here's how it goes. New members will join. They're, they're nervous just like we were back then, and they'll get up to speed on what makes a good investment, just like we did, and how to invest in real estate, because there's a process there, and then they jump in with both feet. And let me tell you, once you start taking action, that's the key, take action, and you start turning houses around and into little cash machines, because that's what they become, it, 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 it becomes downright addictive. You want to keep running with it, and before you know it, you've built up a portfolio of single-family rental houses, or maybe you've transitioned to small or even large multifamily. There's some real power there. And boom, you've replaced your earned income with passive income. You know, in other words, you've got your money now working for you, so you can stop working for that money, and that, that is financial freedom. So back to the five ways that real estate can make you money. And, you know, every time I hear these on one of the Lifestyles radio ads, I... I I can't help but nod my head and, and I get excited and I get excited because I have personally felt the impact of each one of these. So let, let, let's dig in and, and let's see if we can't get you as excited as I am. Now, the first way that we make money on real estate, of course, is cash flow. And, and this is absolutely the most important of the five for me. That's how I'm going to retire. That's how we retire is on the cash flow. Right. And <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still dealing a little bit with latent allergies this fine spring, but We'll get through that. So cash flow, simply put, is the profit that we keep in our pocket every month on a given income property. And of course, as you add more and more properties into your portfolio, what happens? Your total cash flow grows. That's how you replace your earned income and get your money working for you. And of course, if, if a property won't be cash flow positive, we don't buy it. You know, And this is very easy to project with local market data, and I'll give you an example here in just a second. So, so in a nutshell, we, we collect rent from our tenants, and we use that to pay down all the expenses related to the property, and we keep the difference. 
So here, let me let me give you a concrete example. We we recently closed on a a, a house uh, near Fort Worth, uh, and our contractors are out there right now renovating the place for us. And and please note, I I don't do the work. You know, the number one, the quality would suffer, and it would just take too darn long. So I like to outsource to the pros. And and because we're still in that process, uh, these are just projections that I'll share. But we're usually pretty close, if not conservative. So we've gone out and looked at the MLS, and we've seen what similar houses are renting for. This place will rent for 1350, and that's a that's a conservative number that I use for my budgeting. We'll probably list it closer to 14. And once the renovations are complete, we'll put a 30-year mortgage on the property. Right now, we're in a construction loan uh, just due to the, the condition of the property. But we'll refinance into a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. That's going to run me about $600 per month. So, again, I can project that. Uh, taxes will be around $2,700 since it's a non-exempt property. There's no homestead. So that's $225 a month. And I've already spoken with my real estate uh, – or, excuse me, my insurance broker – and gotten a quote for landlord insurance that's going to run just under 1200 per year about 100 a month by the way this is a wood frame house if that number seems high to you so the insurance does tend to be a little bit higher due to the uh, uh the added fire hazard say compared to a house with a brick veneer and we put replacement cost policies on our properties that's a little bit uh better coverage for higher premium of course so all told my monthly fixed costs are projected at 925 gross rent is going to be around 1350 or higher so i'm going to pocket at least 425 a month on this house and of course we follow the lifestyles model we like to put the best product on the market right we we talk about at lifestyles best product best price best people so we go through and we're updating and and repairing everything so maintenance will be minimal for a good number of years and that 425 is is truly the number we're going to hit so here's what i want you to think about Pardon me. If you can buy 10 similar properties that give you 425 a month in your pocket every month, then you're netting over $4,000 each month, and that's a little over 50,000 per year. That's not too bad. And that right there is cash flow, and that is just one of the ways that real estate makes you money. And I and I see Lifestyles members taking these sort of deals down all the time. Now let's talk about the second way that we make money in real estate, and this is called equity capture. Um, you've You've probably heard people say that, you know, you, you make your money when you buy. And it's true. And the way we buy, that is absolutely true. Look, we don't go out and take down retail deals. Uh, you can, and it's, it's not a bad way to start, I suppose. But we prefer to find a house or, or, or an owner that is distressed. And we buy that house at a discount. And here's why. So they may be going through personal issues such as divorce or job loss, maybe a job transfer. they got to go, you know, move fast or an impending foreclosure or Maybe the property is just you know, downright beat up. It's in bad shape. The owner couldn't keep up with regular maintenance. It, it gets expensive or, you know, the occasional capital expenditure, God forbid, you know, replace the roof or here in North Texas deal with the foundation, right? So the house is in bad shape and, and you know, that owner can no longer sell at the top of the market. So we go in and we negotiate a lower price, get the house at a discount. And since we've got access to a, a, a great pool of contractors through the Lifestyles vendor network, we're able to get the house fixed up for a good price, and that right there leaves some meat on the bone or equity. So in, in, in my example, let's say we paid 100 k for the house. With some work, it'll be worth 160 not a bad spread. Uh, I budgeted 30 k on the rehab, so after some transaction and financing costs, we're all in at 135 That gives us a 25 k spread. That's my equity capture. So if you have any questions, you can email me at askandy at luinc.com. That's askandy at luinc.com on this topic or anything else you're thinking about related to real estate. 
You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and when we come back, we'll continue talking about the ways that we make money in real estate. Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb. And today we're providing you with a more effective roadmap to your financial freedom with real estate. And we're talking about the five ways, the five levers you can pull in real estate uh, to make your money. And we've talked about two, cash flow and equity capture. Those are some pretty pretty big ones there. Now, the third way that we make money in real estate is a little quieter. It comes from the equity buildup that happens when, when our tenants pay the mortgage for us. And, and I absolutely love this one because it happens every month and I don't even notice it. You know, periodically I may go through and, and update my financials, and, and that's when I really see the impact on my equity across the portfolio, and you will too. Now, depending on the size and, and, and the term of the loan that you take out and, your, of course, your interest rate, uh, your, your tenant could be paying down anywhere from 100 to maybe $200 a month right out the gate on your first payment. So, uh, and of course, that number will, will it's only going to go up over time. Um, now, now, keep in mind, uh, equity capture we just talked about and equity buildup. These two are only on paper until we go to sell the house. But again, this equity buildup is quietly working for us in the background, helping us to build our wealth. Now, the, the fourth way that we make money in real estate is through good old-fashioned market appreciation. And as I think anyone in North Texas or anywhere around Texas and probably across the nation, as anyone has observed over the last few years, we, boy, we've been experiencing tremendous appreciation from the lows of the recession. Uh, but I have to say, even outside of the recession and our crazy rebound, uh, even in an average market, real estate will continue to grow in value. Right. They say real estate doubles in value, in fact, every 20 years. Um, and by the way, it makes a great hedge against inflation. In fact, uh, you know, both from the standpoint that the resale value will trend upward, but also because rents will increase. And, and if you're sitting on a fixed rate mortgage like we are, um, that increasing rent just gives you a bigger spread. So go, go back to our first point, which is cash flow. And again, just like equity, excuse me, equity capture and equity buildup, appreciation is it's it's only on paper. It's an an unrealized gain until you sell the property, collect your cash, and then then you realize that. Um, and and let me just add here, appreciation is it's nice to have. It's a sort of icing on the cake for us, uh, but it's not something that we rely on at Lifestyles to make a deal work. Here here again, I have to revert to cash flow. If the house is not cash flow positive, then it's not a good deal. That's one of Del Walmsley. Del is the founder of Lifestyles Unlimited. That's one of his rules. It needs to cash flow out the out the door. Now, finally, let's let's circle back to the tax man, the IRS, the federal tax man, first of all, and let's talk about the fifth way that 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 real estate can make you money, and that's through the tax advantages. And, and there are a number of benefits really written into the tax code that that help real estate investors. I'm, I'm just going to focus on two. Uh, the first is depreciation, and this is going to help us while we hold the property. Depreciation is an expense that you can take each year that is not cash-based. In fact, we just see it when we draw up our Schedule E's for the for the tax guy. Um, it's not like an expense I incur when I pay my mortgage interest or property taxes or maybe my handyman here and there for an occasional repair. Those are 
that represents a true outflow of cash. With depreciation, on the other hand, what happens is the IRS simply tells me the lifespan of uh, certain items in real estate, like maybe the house itself or any carpets or flooring or appliances I've installed. And then based on the expected life of those items, I can write off a portion of that item's value or what I paid for it every year as a paper expense. And that, that simply represents the wear and tear on that item. <clears throat> Pardon me. So, for example, let's, let's look at an example. The IRS tells me that the house, the, the structure itself, has a lifespan of 27 and a half years. And I've never gotten that 0.5. Uh, it bugs me, I guess. I want a round number. But 27 and a half years. Essentially, I can take the amount that I paid for the house, subtract out the value of the land, of course, because that does not depreciate. That, that goes up. And then I can spread that purchase price across 27.5 years and take the annual piece each year as, as a write-off. And, of course, not just the structure. I do that for all the renovations, repairs I've done inside the house as well. But in, in this example, let's say I paid 100k for that house. And let's say the land was valued at 20000 at the time of purchase. That means I paid 80000 for the depreciable structure that I can write off. So if you get out your calculator, divide 80 by 27 and a half, you're going to get an annual amount of 2,909, let's call it 3,000. That's what I can write off each year just for the bones of the house. Add in all that other stuff and it only goes up. And this is, this is where the tax savings come in. Depreciation in most cases will push me into a loss-making position in the eyes of the IRS. And don't get me wrong, I'm definitely cash flow positive on my properties, but I wind up not paying taxes on my cash flow due to depreciation. You gotta love it. Now, I'll caution you to speak with your CPA about the details around depreciation because it does have an effect when you come to sell the property. You know, the IRS, they're a sneaky bunch, and they'll come around and get you with something called depreciation recapture. And I'm going to tell you about that here in just a second. Look, if you've got questions, you can email me at askandy at luinc.com. That's askandy at luinc.com. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will continue in just a moment. Talk 1370. You are listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and I am happy to be with you today. Today we're talking about the ways that we make money in real estate, and we were just talking about the last one, which are the tax advantages. And we talked a little bit about depreciation, and I mentioned that you better be sure to talk to your CPA because uh, although that depreciation is great while we hold the asset, when we turn around to sell it, well, IRS, they, they like to come after us, and they're going to charge us capital gains on that depreciation as well. So, you know, it's kind of a bummer. We've been... <laughs> taking advantage of this great, great tool all this time, and then we go to sell, and what happens? They get us. But wait a minute. We said we're going to talk about two items in the tax code that help real estate investors, and here's where the second one comes into play. It's called the 1031 exchange. And in a nutshell, the 1031 exchange lets you defer paying capital gains on the sale of a property, and, and you do that by using the profit from the sale to buy another like-kind property. So in other words, you use the profits from the sale of your first rental house to buy another one, two, or even more rental houses. And in this way, those additional taxes that you would have incurred due to taking depreciation while you own the house, as well as any market appreciation that's occurred or that great equity capture you had on the front end, 
well, those those taxes are now deferred by rolling your gain into another property or two, which we absolutely want to do to keep that cash flow going, right? And you can keep doing this ad infinitum, right, on and on. And, and in fact, here's a third benefit. If you keep doing that right up to the day you die, and may you live long, your your heirs will receive those properties that you transfer to them at what's called a, uh, this is a technical term, I guess, IRS term, stepped-up basis. That simply means that the IRS will view it as though you've handed those properties to your heirs at the market value of the day that, uh, on the day that they receive them from you. So, in other words, all tax liability has been wiped clean and that the whole thing's been reset for your heirs. How wonderful is that for estate planning? Now, I didn't think about this, I admit, when, when we started seven, eight years ago, but in the, in the interim, we've had a, had a child. He's now two, so this is absolutely something that I think about for, for the future. So look, that, that may have been some pretty heavy stuff. Taxes, uh, for me anyhow, they always are. But like I said, talk to your CPA or, or tax professional for, for more information and, and for, for proper planning. But let, let me just summarize. Depreciation is a non-cash expense that allows us to reduce our tax burden while we hold those rental properties. And then a 1030 exchange, excuse me, 1031 exchange allows us to then defer capital gains taxes when we sell. And of course, like we said, when you finally move on to a better place long in the future, your heirs will enjoy a nice big reset button with the IRS. So let me just quickly run through the five ways that we make money in real estate. There's cash flow. There's equity capture, right? We buy right on the front end. There's equity buildup as our tenants pay down the mortgage every month. Simple market appreciation. It happens, right? And finally, tax the tax advantages, which are pretty, pretty awesome. Look, like I said, as an investor, I see the impacts of each one of those in, in my ongoing business and in the in the businesses run by my fellow uh, Lifestyles members and, and friends. And it it is uh, it's some it's some powerful stuff. And boy, let me tell you, talk about some powerful stuff. I, I went to the Lifestyles Unlimited Wealth and Passive Income Expo this past weekend down in Houston, and that was some real inspiration. And, I, and I, have a, I do have a confession to make. Uh, in all these years, this is the first one that I've been to. You know, it's all the way down in Houston. I'm up in Dallas, and that's just such a drive. I was just too lame to drive down there, and, and I regret that. Boy, what I saw there was just awesome. It was a great day of networking and learning and, like I said, inspiration. If, if you made it down this year uh, or in the past, that's hey, good for you. That's great. If you haven't, well, we're going to have to wait another year for the next one, I'm afraid. Of course, in the meantime, you do have a few options. We do have our, our free workshops that you can go to, so you might go out and check those out and get a little motivation and inspiration there as well. Now, while we were down there, we heard some awesome success stories on both the single and, and multifamily side, and, and it's just gotten me chopping at the bit again to do more. And, and let me tell you, if you're just getting started and think it has to be a long, slow road, don't, don't make that assumption. There was a case study there, for example, an investor in Houston that uh, she got started recently with one of the lenders down there. And this lender has a great training session on how you can buy 10 houses in 10 months. So even there, you can see that you can knock it out of the park, right? Well, this lady, she, she topped them. She bought 10 houses in nine months. And now their next goal is for she and her husband to target another 10. So they're going to double that portfolio in, in less than two years. Uh, it can be done, you know. And think about our early exa earlier example. We talked about what happens if I get 10 houses all cash flowing at around $400 a month. Look, you're, you're taking home $4,000 every month in your pocket, which is around 50K per year. So it can be done. You just need to surround yourself with the right people. Uh, get an education, right, so that you have the confidence to do this, and then get inspired and, and start building your wealth and, and cash flow. 
Okay. And if you've got any questions, if you're too busy, uh, you're welcome to email me anytime at askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. That's askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. And uh, you're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And when we continue, we're going to talk about our property taxes. Talk 1370. We are back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we've been working on your financial freedom by making sure we all understand the, the many ways that we make money in real estate. Now, as promised, we're going to talk a little bit about how we might save some money locally here uh, by protesting our taxes. Uh, this is a hot topic for me every year in the springtime. So let's shift gears and dive in. By the way, this is uh, something I had no idea you could do as a homeowner until I joined Lifestyles and uh, went to one of their uh, seminars on the topic. They've got a ton of resources there, a lot of vendors, and uh, yeah, I heard a great uh a lot of tips and tricks around how to how to do this and i've put this into play over the years and look if this is new to you too that that's okay you know by the way a lot of folks call this protesting your taxes and and that's in effect the result but really we're working to lower the value that the county has uh, assigned our property uh, that appraised value that they've put on our property each year and of course the tax rate in your area is then applied to that appraised value let, let me just give you an example so you understand how much you can can really save uh, here in North Texas, where I'm sitting, uh, values, uh, or rather the tax rate, tends to sit somewhere between 2 and 3%. Um, the house we just bought, it's about 2.7. But let's say your tax rate is 2.5. Every $10,000 drop in value that I can achieve with the appraisal district saves me $250 in taxes. So let's say that the county appraisal district set your value this year at, I don't know, let's say 250000 and you successfully argue them down to 210. Well, that's a 40K drop. That means uh, tax savings of $1,000 for the year. I don't know about you, but I, I think that's worth the effort. So how do we do that? What is the process? Let's look at the process first of all, and then I'll tell you how you go in properly armed with uh, arguments uh, for the county. So if, if you don't have time, if you're, you're pretty busy, right, you've got family, a job, all that good stuff, um, you don't have time to mess with this, you can still protest and you should. Uh, there, there are, in fact, a lot of companies out there that will fight the good fight on your behalf, and many of those will only take payment on a contingency basis, and that means that if they don't save you money, you don't pay. They need to have success to get paid, right? In fact, we use a company for some of our uh, more mature rentals, let's say, some of our older ones. I do, I do the balance personally, or my wife does, and if that company saves us money, then we pay them a percentage of the tax savings. So if they knock 100 bucks off my tax bill, we give them 40 bucks, for example. Uh, last year, um, they saved us, I think, on three of the four that we had them handle. Now, if you want to take the battle to the county yourself, uh, you certainly can, and you've got three options. Uh, most of the counties, now I'm just familiar with Dallas, Denton, and Tarrant, but I think most will, will follow a similar path. You can file online, right? That's one option. Number two, you can go on down just when you have time and, and do an informal hearing with an appraiser, just walk in off the street. or Third option, you can request a formal hearing in front of the Appraisal Review Board, or ARB. 
Uh, but again, if you're short on time and you don't want to hire a company, well, file the online protest. That may be the best route for you to go. Although I will say, I, in my experience, and I've talked to a few investors about this, I, I, I feel like the results are not as strong uh, when I do it myself. But again, if you don't have time, do it anyhow online. Now, the other way that I go about this um, is a, I think of it as a two-step approach. Um, this is what I normally do. I'll go down to the in, informal appraisal, right? I'll just walk in off the street, take a number uh, at uh, Dallas County, Denton County, wherever it is, before May 15th. Okay, and if if you you do this, you get the reduction you want. Great, you're done. If you don't, you have your letter with you that requests that formal hearing, and you just hand it over on the spot, and they'll get that set up for you. So you make one try. If it doesn't work, you've got another 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 time at bat, let's say. But remember, the deadline to file the request for a hearing is May 15th. So if you're going to go this route, you need to be sure you get down there before the 15th. Also, by the way, if you're protesting more than one property, like like we usually are. Uh, and you see that the guy sitting across from you at the table on this informal hearing is just not budging on the first property, just get up and leave. You don't have to sit there through the balance of them and suffer, right? Uh, if you have time, maybe you get back in line, try try with a different appraiser, or or just go ahead and file for the for the hearing. It is sub, somewhat subjective, and a lot depends on the appraiser that you get. So there, there are junior and there are senior appraisers, and they don't all have the same leeway in in handling your case at the informal level. Now, of course, you can also do the reverse. If you don't have a lot of time, go ahead and drop the request for formal review into the mail now and let them schedule that appointment. Then you go in the day or two before the hearing and do your informal review. And what, what happens a lot of the time is the county will settle at that point because the guys that sit on the ARB, they're, they're volunteers, and they're just getting exhausted towards the end of this multiple week or month run. But either way, either route you go, you get two tries rather than just one. Now, what you need to do is choose a course of action and get this process going before May 15th. Hey, if you want to learn more about the Lifestyles Unlimited real estate education and mentoring programs, you can give us a call at 866-945-6565. That's 866-945-6565. And here in just a second, I'll tell you what you need to do, how you need to arm yourself to go into battle with the appraisal district. Thirteen seventy. Hey, we are back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we've been working on your financial freedom by sharing how we make money in real estate five different ways and how we can save uh, at the appraisal district on our property taxes. Now, we just looked at um, the process, and if, if if you're not clear on that, the letter you got in the mail should have a, a couple of pages that describe that. Uh, again, you can do that online or go do it in person or hire it out. But whatever route you go, how do you convince that appraiser or the appraisal review board to, to lower your value? Well, let's, let's hit four points, and I think the easiest – Right. If you're if you're an investor and you're buying like we do at Lifestyles below market uh, and you just bought a house and, and paid a price that's under the county appraisal value, you simply have to show them your HUD or your settlement statement. And typically they will match that value. It might help if you had a couple of pictures uh, showing the condition of the property. But uh, when I go down with both of those, I typically just lay down the HUD and they 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 sign. 
Number two, now, they may have the wrong information for your house. I see this a lot. Uh, for example, a buddy of mine bought a house, oh, a few years ago. And once upon a time, this was an older house, that house had a pool. Someone along the way had gone in and filled in that pool. And this was before my buddy bought the house, but the county did not know that. And they left the pool on the appraisal. Well, that certainly affects the value, doesn't it? Uh, that's a good 20 or 30K just right there. So he, he went down there. He showed them some pictures of the backyard and... Uh, let them know, hey, look, there's no pool. And uh, they drop the value, no questions asked. So look at your house. Look at how they describe it. Uh, Dallas County is a little more detailed than, say, Tarrant, but, but, but take a look and see what they have because it could be wrong. And, and, of course, sometimes the square footage is off. So if it's off to the high side, let them know. If it's off to the low side, you know, think about it. Maybe, maybe keep that quiet. Uh, sales comps. So how has your neighborhood been selling? If, if you don't know, talk to a realtor, find one if you don't have one and ask them to run sales comps for you. Now, in, in our strong market, these don't help as often nowadays, but it's good to look because, like I said, sometimes the appraisal district makes mistakes. Shoot, if you Google Kaufman County and uh, 2019 tax appraisal, uh, you'll see that there was a huge error made by the county on a number of commercial accounts this year, and it's driven lower values. So, hey, I guess that's good for the owners, but it could always swing the other direction. So always check their work. And then finally, and I think this is really where I build my argument these days, it's the condition of the property. That's that's going to be the big one in our arsenal. So the county, they can see the outside of your house, and I've, I've seen them driving by my house with little cameras poking out the side of a van. Kind of creepy, but uh, once I figured out what it was, I, I felt a little bit of relief, I suppose. But they can see the outside. They have no idea what's happening on the inside or in the attic or, or under your house. So get as much evidence of distress or disrepair as you can, pictures in particular, and, and build a story. You need to tell a story that conveys all of the problems that you're having with that house, whether it's your own house or your rentals, uh, you know, pictures of sheetrock cracks, uh, buckled flooring or older, out, just simply outdated uh, fixtures, fogged windows. We've got a few, um, you know, maybe cracked beams in the attic, or a rotted fence in the back. And, and like I said, build a story that suggests poor property condition. Um, and by the way, if you're in Dallas County, you can actually see the desirability level on the DCAD uh, website. And for example, if you're set at above average or good or or great, whatever it is, average, try to get them to drop you down to fair, and that will immediately lower your value. And as a landlord, I've had some success suggesting that my tenants don't take care of the property. Now, I have great people, and they absolutely do, but I try to imply that as a rental, eh, desirability is lower, and that, that, that seems to work pretty well. Now, those are just four ways. Uh, take a look at your property, see what story you can tell, and prepare to tell that story. And if you have contractor bids, by the way, uh, that's, that's obviously helpful. If you missed anything here or have any questions, you can send me an email to askandy at luinc.com. And I would also recommend that you do a Google search for Dave Lieber. He's the consumer watchdog at the Dallas Morning News. He's got a lot of tips out on his on their website as well. So remember, deadline to file is May 15th, so get out and protest. So look, today we've been talking about why real estate is such a powerful way to find your financial freedom. If you want to learn more about how you can get started in real estate and, and take advantage of all that real estate has to offer, as we just discussed, or maybe you're already invested in a few properties, but you're not quite seeing the returns that you would like, or maybe you just need some, some uh, fresh ideas, why don't you come on out to one of our free workshops and learn more? Uh, here in Texas, we've got uh, workshops in all the major markets, DFW, Austin, Houston, San Antonio, and we've got them nationwide, in fact. Uh, they'll go through the five ways that we talked about, so you'll have a foot up for the discussion, and they'll dive into a lot more. 
You'll see some case studies on both single and multifamily, and ultimately, you'll see your roadmap to financial freedom in five years or less. So again, create a more effective roadmap. Call 866-945-6565. That's 866-945-6565 to get started or visit www.lifestylesunlimited.com and register for the free workshop. It's free. You don't have anything to lose there. It's the next step on your road to financial freedom. Hey, you can find us on the air every day of the week and enjoy our podcasts anytime at lifestylesunlimited.com. Just click on the radio tab. This is Andy Webb, and I thank you for listening. I look forward to talking with you again soon on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And remember, it's not about the money. It's about the lifestyle. for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, investing, or tax advice. Results may vary. Always consult a professional before making any financial decisions. If you'd like to find out more about the mentoring available at Lifestyles Unlimited, please visit them online at lifestylesunlimited.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.